Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Feels like the perfect time to pop in headphones. Take a minute alone. Ah, 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 ah. There is no better fic than a slow burn with dick and ats and tits and clits. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, we're horny, wet, confused, and laughing at the same time. There's bended knees and wildlings. Hell yeah. This season takes us all the way back to Westeros. Let's go. Uh-oh. We don't know about you. We're ready for 22. It's more like Game of Moans when our ship begins to screw. We don't know how it ends, but we know there is consent. Hold on to your caboose. Our, our swords are moon door high for 22. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Oh no. Yeah, fails. If you guys can't tell, uh, Danny the Songbird Chapman chose this song with the <laughs> widest range in history. <laughs> you know, the other version that I was going to suggest was the 10 minute, <laughs> the 10 minute version. They're not all too well we can sing to cap this off. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Found his dick. Well, that was uh, music to, I'm sure, everyone's ears. <laughs> Season 22. <laughs> wow. And if you couldn't tell by the song, we are taking it back to Westeros because with the new House of Dragon coming out, we obviously don't know those characters. I say obviously, maybe we could have read a book to know them, but we didn't. <laughs> so I did. I actually did. I read Fire and Blood. <laughs> nerd alert. So do you know what's about to happen, nerd? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I know I know the various characters. Mm. It's more in the style of a history book than a completely narrative story. Ooh. What are we in for? No spoilers. Lots of dragons, lots of infighting, lots of betrayal. And yeah, it's good. I'm excited. I'm ready to go back to Westeros. I think I've overcome my deep sadness with the end of Game of Thrones, and I, I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> I mean, it is a lot like Taylor Swift. You're going to repeat a few patterns, but then you'll yeah. be the better for it and have beautiful art to express, a.k.a. this podcast. Exactly. Um, I don't even think we're going to give that much away about this premise, except that it is really, really silly, and I'm really excited. But do we have, um, I don't know, a few casual announcements? <laughs> Anything on your radar, Allie? I don't know. Uh, Feels- well, 
This is where I step in and overtake the entire podcast because all the announcements (laughs) are in my orbit. So I'm going to start off with two kind of silly ones, and then I'll talk about more of a personal announcement. So because we recorded so far in advance for season 21 because of Lindsay's wedding, there are two really huge things that came out of season 21. These are the big announcements. That I feel- L-O-L, this order. These are the biggest announcements of the four. (laughs) that I want to make sure everyone is aware of that, um, number one, the winner of last season's Music League is none other than the host you are currently listening to, Valley Lefevre, two-time champion of Music League. Can we hear it for Allie Lefevre? It's more like Allie League Fever. Hallie League Fever has spoken. Oh, hell yeah. And you know what I'm really proud of is the fact that we wiped the slate clean and it's anonymous voting and I still somehow kicked all your asses. So amazing. (laughs) I love so much too. Like every time you win, you're so gracious about it and it just like makes everyone Mm. feel like welcome and like they want to play and it's perfect. (laughs) It's great. I know this is the new segment all about Al. I will give a shout out to Joyce (laughs) And Philippa, who came in second and third, although they barely, barely could touch the greatness that is Ali Lefevre. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Joyce was only eight points behind. So if we do Music League again, I just want to inspire hope that people know that they could try to be as funny as Ali, but you have to try. But good luck. Well, you know what they say, you don't win silver, you lose gold. So <laughs> Joyce, don't get too cocky over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just she's kidding, not, guys. She's not. Half kidding. I'm not kidding at all. I was rubbing it in Danny and Lindsay's face so hard. And they're like, oh, we didn't play this season. I was like, oh, don't care. She's like, it doesn't matter. It. I still beat you. I'm like, you better sport. Um, so that's the first thing I wanted to announce. The second thing is that we had a debate last season about whether or not pistachio ice cream was incredible creamy, delicious, and the ice cream of the gods, or for old people. And we put up a poll. Well, I put up a poll in an incorrect way on so Instagram. you are an old person. That's what it, it, you just- I am an old person. Point proven. <laughs> and um, I am happy to say, even though the poll was executed incorrectly, the results came in and people overwhelmingly love pistachio ice cream. <laughs> Go out, so, buy stock right now. The market's never been hotter uh, for pistachio ice cream. <laughs> Allie Lestachio League Fever. <laughs> so that was the second important thing. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew in advance of the season. Just so everyone knows, her announcements like started with the most important. So they're only getting less exciting from here. Yeah. Just so you're prepared. Less exciting. Yes. Okay. So... Two other things I wanted to share with you guys. One, I would say, is maybe a little heavier than we normally take this podcast, but because we've obviously been doing this a very long time, and over the last seven years, you guys have got to know us so well and and so enmeshed in our lives in in different ways, Um, wanted to share with everyone that um, about five weeks ago, we had to uh, give Moki the gift of rest. Um, if you're not familiar, if you haven't listened to other seasons, Moki uh, was my dog of 13 years. And about 20 months ago, she was diagnosed with um, 
Osteosarcoma, she had her leg amputated and she was only given at that point six to nine months to live. And she blew past every statistic and odd and gave us 20 strong, incredible months. And so many of you were so instrumental in really making that initial journey with her health um, and just overcoming her cancer diagnosis so much so much easier on our family. Um, Emily, you recommended Kara, who is Moki's massage therapist. Emily's one of our listeners. And that, I, I really think that she was able to maintain her strength and agility for so long because of that biweekly massage therapy that we had. And it's because of you that we had access to that. So thank you. Um, when Moki initially got diagnosed, Heather made this beautiful charcoal sketch drawing that still hangs in our bedroom of Moki. And just so many other people, you know, over this last couple of years have just really checked in to make sure that she was doing well and she was healthy and spry. And, and she really was. It was truly only up until the last week of her life that the a secondary symptom of the osteosarcoma and she had had lung cancer came back about nine months ago and um, she had something called hypertrophic osteopathy and it caused really painful shin splints in her legs and pain medication was able to address it and up until the last week there was just we had exhausted all the treatment options and so I just share all that with you. I know it's not necessarily the most uplifting thing to hear, but um, you guys have been just, you bared witness to the hardest thing I've ever gone through and truly was this the most difficult moment in my life to say goodbye to our sweet girl. Sorry, I didn't think I'd cry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But um I just want to thank everyone for all the kind words and the just the private messages and people sharing their experiences. And I, I think that the other side of laughter can sometimes be an immense capacity for grief and empathy. And so I just really appreciate all of the empathy and love that you've given me. And so it's been a it's been a pretty rough in between seasons going through that, but um, I'm so grateful for all the time we got with our girl and I feel so confident that we gave her the gift of rest at the exact right time. So so I just wanted to share that. <laughs> um, and there was kind of a weird silver lining that coincided with that really deeply difficult uh, experience with Moki is that I am currently um, 28 weeks <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> and so <laughs> Matt and I are expecting a uh, little hornball, <laughs> little girl in, um, in November. And so that has been the sweet to the bitter of the last few months. So I thought I would end it on a high note. <laughs> and I have been very fortunate. I've had a relatively physically easy pregnancy, even though... And I think, it, you know, she really kind of understood what I needed. And I, I didn't need morning sickness or any of that right now. There was just so much going on that 
she's just been a kind of a dream thus far. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of big news on this front. And that's it. I think I've officially taken over the entire intro. So thanks, guys. It's my favorite part about um, coming back for seasons. There's always so much to say and announce. It's so exciting. Yeah, so all that. And you know what? Season 22, 22 is my birthday, and or October 22nd, and it was my number in high school in volleyball, basketball, and softball. So I feel like, you know, I'm I'm comfortable owning this season That's opener. I, <laughs> I feel like I earned it. This is yours. Well, especially <laughs> after we've had, both of us have had our own seasons recently. So now it's your season. Here you go. Great. Love it. And, you know- you have an uncanny ability to dress up like Jon Snow. So this is also part of- All yours. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, Danny, at your Halloween party, I felt like the hottest man alive. And you were. It felt like it because you were. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Well, just a, a quick reflection, Al, which is, you know, I think what makes this so special is is our community of friends and the ability to share both the highs and the lows. And unfortunately, our lows are not so often so- um, we love you so much, and you know, mm. Moki was our fourth uh, recording studio mate because we would kick Matt out of the house. <laughs> so <it> really, was, <laughs> truly, it really was Moki, and we love her so much, and you so much, and we are so freaking excited to just ruin uh, your daughter and just absolutely be the worst influences as aunt and uncle, and we love you and Matt. Oh, I love you guys. I love you guys so much. And something kind of cute that harkens back to Moki that is related to the pregnancy is I am having a stuffed animal of Moki made for the baby girl. Um, I'm not stuffing Moki. I'm not that deranged. But um, I am having a stuffed animal made. And it's really cute because they are removing the back left leg just like Moki had. So it's going to look just like her. I can't wait. It's going to be so cute. So that's kind of awesome. But yeah, so lots of emotions, uh, lots of highs and lows, which maybe is a segue to the fact that based on the premise of the story, <laughs> we imagine a lot of highs and lows to come over the next seven weeks of the season. Well, I do believe that like maybe the, the thing you haven't announced, I'll go ahead and announce, is that you are naming the child Potterotica. Yeah. Which is so sweet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Potterotica La Fever. We're so honored. <laughs> 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 you're the Warner Brothers. Good luck now. Good luck now when we've got it trademarked. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> Already got the domain. I was also just thinking of a terrible, um, a sort of terrible segue of that. The premise of the show of this story is also based off of it's like when a baby comes to the world, right? Naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> As the longest, worst yes, segue of perfect. my career. No, I love it. It's perfect. <sighs> yeah, Lens, tell our listeners about the premise of this story. And do we want to talk about who our main characters are? I, I mean, I think we-, we should keep most of it a secret. I think you, we find out right away at least like one of them right away okay. in the beginning. And then, yeah. yeah, I mean, all we really know since, of course, we still do not read ahead is that it's in Game of Thrones AU and some of Game of Thrones characters are cast on the reality show Naked and Afraid, which if you don't know, is basically an adventure reality show, a survivalist show, right? You get like one weapon, you are truly naked, and you see how long you can last, and they partner you up with somebody. (laughs) 
very, very afraid. They drop you in the wilderness right. naked, right. don't they? Right, right. Isn't that the yep. whole? Okay. Yeah. Oh, and it's always a different wilderness. So sometimes you're in hot or cold. You're never like cold because I don't want to actually kill you. But there's a, there's a new season that's cold. Megan told me that it was like it's like naked and afraid, shriveled and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they can't be na- wait. It can't be naked and afraid then. What would it be? Hard nips, shriveled dicks. <laughs> your nips and your wiener will be. <laughs> no one's hooking up in that season. Naked and afraid, frozen. <laughs> yeah, XL. Naked and afraid, XL, frozen. Like a Slurpee? 14 days and nights in the frozen ice covered wilderness. Are you wilderness. naked? So maybe they're not so naked. No. I don't know. Naked. Well, have you seen? I remember watching a video a long time ago of a guy who swore he could regulate his body temperature with his own mind and he could spend hours out in the ice and snow and didn't get frostbite, didn't phase him, was was fine. So I wonder if it's those type of individuals that are, (laughs) that swear they can, I don't know, emotionally outwit mother nature. I will say I've watched- (laughs) It's like the North. I've watched quite a bit of Naked and Afraid and two highlights (laughs) for me is one, I like one time saw this guy like eat a parrot, but he like ate its brains, which like definitely are not supposed to eat other brains because there's like so much bacteria in them or whatever. And they had to, like, evacuate oh. him because he was, like, dying. He, like, was getting very sick from it. So it's, like, it's real. Like, you have to, like, cook stuff. Wow. Although I can't imagine being an animal, like, in the wilderness. You are so far from everything. And all of a sudden, like, humans come in and eat you. And you're, like, shit, this is why I was here. Like, what are the odds? This is why I was here and not there. Yeah, I'd be really mad. Especially a parrot. Oh, I think the parrot was already dead, and that was also a thing. It was like the guy was just like, oh, that's a dead thing. Oh, yeah. And then my other favorite thing is at the end of the episode, they start you off, and they do like a little profile of like what's your survival score. And so you're like, oh, I've never done anything. You are a three, oh. and then how well you did at the end. But they also show how much weight you lost, and I'm like, I should do that. <laughs> I would do great on this. <laughs> it's like survivor people always lose a t- Like they always yeah. look like because you're just fending for yourself. I know, let's all, I can say that my survival score, what is it, what's it called? What's the ranking they give you? Zero out of 10. But what's it called? Your wilderness score? Oh, your, I think it's your, yeah. Mine's low. I think mine would be low. It's one thing to, if I had to survive in a city in like an apocalypse or something like that. But if you dropped me in the wilderness and said I had to eat weird shit, I'd be a goner. Like, no, I'm not eating that. It's your PSR, your primitive survival rating. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. We could change. We need to make one for the story there. Like instead of wands up or down, we can give the story or each person a PSR, like a porny sex rating or something. Yeah, like that's what, good. How they, I how love they perform. That. Great. Okay. I think it's great. But I think we should dig into the story, right? Yeah. Really fast before we do that. Huge kudos to Northern Lights Thirty Seven. Mm. My favorite of all the Northern Lights. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Thank you so much for permission to write this story, for your brilliance in writing, and just. I love this combination. They said it's the absolute crackiest crack fit ever written, and I am so excited to find out. <laughs> so excited. 21 Days, season 22. I think this is what really pushed this story over the edge. And I should also say, like, the people, when they come on this, are total strangers and naked and afraid. And so also, sometimes, like, the man is mansplaining and... You know, the woman is like obviously saving the day and there's tension or or somebody's mm. just like tired and it's like you can't we have to survive. So I think not only will there be sexual tension, there might be real tension. Ooh. And basically isn't part of Naked and Afraid that like they're trying to be the last one standing or whatever. But if they need to tap out, they can. 
Like they have like a way to, if they were like, I can't do it anymore or they got really sick, then they get, and they're like, oh, she lasted four days or something, right? Like you can get flown out. And then the other person has to go right 17 days, like alone. Based on body hair, I think Lindsay would be the first one out. I think me and Danny would have a good chance of surviving based on the amount of hair that covers our bodies. Like, because we could like shave it off and make a bed or like we could make our own netting. Yeah, I think that. Like, and it's like to protect you from the heat. I'm like fair and- And bugs. It'd be like insulation or it could be bedding, Danny. I mean, if we shaved our hair, I think we would have like like a king size luxurious bed. It'd be fine. We would be fine. fine. (laughs) It's a nest. (laughs) On that note, let's do it. Okay, y'all ready? Let's do it. Danny, day one. Okay, so we know that's got to be Daenerys right off the bat. We know it's Danny Chapman right off the bat. I will say that I had this document (laughs) up on the kitchen counter and Marco started to read it and he thought it was like a personal (laughs) review. And he was like, Danny places his hands all over the, what? (laughs) (laughs) Dear diary. (laughs) Insight into a personal journal. Uh (laughs) Danny, day one, the rumbling of the truck beneath her ass as she was carried deeper into the unfamiliar wilderness at the heart of the island made her stomach clench. Danny wasn't sure if it was fear or excitement, but whatever it was made her gut squirm with each pothole and vehicle bounced over, mud spraying wildly from the recent rainstorm. She'd always wanted to visit Dragonstone, had grown up on stories that alleged her distant ancestors had originally arrived there before making a final home in Westeros. Though the skies had cleared after last night's storm, one that had battered the cheap motel she'd been put up in, they don't even spring for a nice hotel for these people. It'd be so <laughs> like as they're la- like you'd want like one last luxurious night and like a nice five meal. star. Yeah. yeah, she couldn't help but wonder if perhaps there was a reason the Targaryens had left this place. She hoped she would find it a bit more hospitable than she had, at least for the next twenty-one days. Everyone thought she was crazy for doing this. Missy, Gray, Kono, all of her friends from Essos had spent the last months taking the piss out of her for signing up, but she'd shot down their teasing each time. Okay, Missy has to be Missande, which was her like right-hand gal in Game yeah. of Thrones, and Gray oh, has to be Grey Worm. I don't know who Kono is, Wait, though. Who's, that's who I didn't know is Kono. Kono. Was that a Dothraki? Kono? Yes. Kono. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. My, my Game of Thrones knowledge is slowly coming back to me. You're doing great. Insisting that her nomadic childhood had prepared for just the sort of wilderness survival experience. Ares Targaryen ran the premier survival readiness program in the Crownlands after all. She'd spent her summers in Lease, Volantis, and Pentos, learning to exist solely on what nature provided. And though Dragonstone was not quite as sweltering as those eastern shores, she wasn't too worried about her prospects. It was the naked part that was starting to give her the fits, her heart pounding in time with the old truck's engine. Gods, what was she doing? Just breathe, she chided herself silently. It's a perfect stranger, it doesn't matter. Last night, as she'd watched fuzzy sitcom reruns alone in her room, she'd called Missy, desperate to hear her friend's voice one last time. But Missy had put a terrible thought in her head, one she couldn't shake. What if he's hot? Oh wait, is it just two people? That's naked and afraid, it's just two people. But they compete in pairs, aren't there a bunch of pairs? It's all one episode. Hold on, children. One episode. Oh, do I know anything about other fanfic? No. Let me tell you about Naked and Afraid. It's uh, each episode is one pair, and so oh. 
you watch all 21 days of that one pair. And so if you're sitting at uh, Marco's parents' house with the infamous Bush, you might watch seven episodes and seven <laughs> different pairs on a Saturday. Wow, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And they're not competing for or against really each other. They're just trying to stay alive. Got it. But the two are competing against each other, right? No, they have to work in pairs to like oh, they build do. stuff. Okay. And, and so if one like is like having a bad day, the other one's like, hey, I used my net and I, I caught you a crawfish. And the other one's like, are we going to split that crawfish? And they're like, yes. And they're like, oh, <laughs> thank you. This is so bleak. It's so this bleak. is so bleak. <laughs> and so sometimes they love each other and it's great. And they're like best friends. Sometimes they hate each other and they're like, I can't wait to, I'm going to go sleep in the riverbed. <laughs> oh, no. In sixth grade, we went to a survival camp at, I like vaguely remember it, and we made a trevoir. Do you guys know what that is? No. I'm just having this weird flashback from being like 12 years old. And it was a sled made out of branches that was like in a triangle shape. And you essentially would hitch it to like a horse or dogs or something. And you could, if you were injured, you could be tied okay. up to it and dragged along oh, or you could sure. be, you could carry goods and supplies. That sounds like a good skill. What an insane thing. We were in the snow making it. And I remember it was freezing cold and we were like tying ropes around logs. <laughs> I don't know what the oh, hell we no. were doing. Oh, no. So I'd make you guys a trevoir if you were having a bad day. <laughs> ah, trevoir. And we would make you carry us while we sat back and sang a song about trevoirs. <laughs> And Danny would make you a, a bed out of his hair. <laughs> I mean, comfy trevoir. And I would faint in the sun. Lindsay would be dead and right now. Lindsay would use the strap of clothing that that was formerly from her midriff to. <laughs> Naked and afraid, that sounds like my everyday. <laughs> this so far also reminds me of my favorite episode of The Office, which is called Survivor Man. And it's when Michael decides to, to go into the Pennsylvania wilderness by himself with just a video camera. <laughs> And like a bag of nuts and his suit. And he starts immediately ripping apart his suit and making like other items. <laughs> and he, he rips his pants off and he makes a tent. Oh, it's just the most chaotic episode. So silly. So great. Okay. What if he's hot? Danny had giggled uncontrollably. It doesn't matter, Missy. Ugly, hot, fat, skinny, who cares? She'd snuggle under her covers, determined to enjoy one more good night's sleep. As long as he knows what he's doing, I'll be fine. Missy had been less sure. Danny sent up a prayer, probably her first since she was a girl, to any gods that would listen. Don't let him be hot. It'll be fine, she whispered to herself. You've seen plenty of naked men. Wait, you probably can't shave and stuff either, right? No, no. Naked, afraid, and well-kempt. No. Naked, afraid, and waxed. <laughs> what about, what if you are a menstruating individual? I'm sure they provide you some supplies. I mean, I think you would, I'm sure you have to like be on an IUD or have birth, like, or if yeah. you're comfortable, like, I'm sure they, that's part of the deal. Okay. Okay. Sorry guys. We're getting graphic. This is just. Also my favorite part is like these two in the show, like these two people are naked and afraid. There's all the snakes and the birds watching being like, yeah. how did they get here? But then there's also like a whole production crew. And so like, those people are not naked and afraid. They are- Clothed and calm. Yeah, clothed, <laughs> calm, and fed. And so, like, just the dichotomy of all the things happening around. Yeah, what a weird ecosystem. I like it. Can you imagine you're eating a dead parrot's brains and you're looking over and the camera person is eating like a tuna fish sandwich? I'd be so pissed. Just like munching on a Twix, yeah. <laughs> 
me just crinkling chips. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> As you were with the brain. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> Something wrong? Lisa, the camera woman who would there document her drop off. And there's Hi. Lisa eating her Twix. Clothed and calm, Lisa. <laughs> The camera woman who would document her drop-off into the wild was watching her, looking slightly concerned. Danny shook her head, embarrassed. No, no, just psyching myself up. Lisa squinted, then looked up ahead. We're here! Danny's heart was in her throat as the truck shuddered to a halt, the driver studiously ignoring them as the camera woman climbed down, then dropped the tailgate for Danny. Swallowing hard, she jumped down, bidding one last fond look to her sneakers before she towed them off, then shucked her socks off as well. She blew out a breath, giving Lisa a sideways look. <sighs> now or never, I guess. Before she could think twice, she stripped off her blue tank top and bra, shimming out of her jean shorts and panties, standing stock still for a moment under the balmy heat of the sun to absorb the fact that she was actually doing this. Then she reached down, grabbed her clothes, and handed them to Lisa. Any last words? The woman chuckled as she asked her rather morbid question, taking the clothing, then aiming her camera at Danny's face. She pointed a silent finger at Danny, indicating she was filming. If I don't make it back, Danny said thoughtfully, tell my mom to feed my dogs. Do people like not make it back? No, she's she, she's okay. just having fun. Okay. Ellie's so like, concerned about so this. So scared show. about this show. There's, there's medics. There's, <laughs> it's a reality show. They don't want people dying. I mean, a guy had a parrot's head and it was tied. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> the stakes are high. <laughs> With a cheeky smile, she began to walk down the trail, waving goodbye to Lisa over her shoulder as she set off to the spot she'd been instructed to find, the designated point where she would meet her partner for this adventure. Ten minutes in, she found herself on the bank of a narrow, shallow-looking river, dipping a toe into the cool, rushing water and shrugging. She pushed onward, spotting the pair of brown woven sacks that contained the items she'd been allowed to bring and whatever her partner had decided on. She climbed out of the water, shivering just a bit and nearing the tree. Oh, Lindsay, you, this would be perfect for you. You hate towels. <laughs> it's perfect. I just love to dry off. You shake dry like yeah. a dog. <laughs> I don't shake. I drip dry. Thank oh, yeah, you. drip dry. I don't get out of the shower and shake like a dog. That is... <laughs> you should. I should. I really should. Be faster. I would accelerate uh, it for sure. <laughs> Shivering just a bit and near the tree, making it just under the branches when she heard a rustling. Then he appeared and she cursed the gods and Missy and the producers to boot because this was obviously her partner and fucking hells he was hot. Hot, hot, hot. She nearly moaned just at the sight of him. <laughs> All muscles and firm flesh, dark curly hair that was on the long side, but held back from his face. That's one of the things he brought was a headband. Necessary. So like you can have one weapon. He's like, a hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> it was the short beard that nearly did her in. He looked like Tarzan's manlier brother. <laughs> wow. Manlier than Tarzan? Doubt Impossible. It. <laughs> Stop it, Danny. Get yourself together. She was not going to ogle him. Absolutely not. So what if he was hot? He was just a hot, naked man that she was going to spend nearly a month with. Their thrill would wear off, she was certain. In a few days, they'd both be grimy and smelly, and it would just be fine. It was almost impossible, but she managed to keep her eyes above chest level. Kind of. Do people hook up on this show? No. Okay. If you were, you need to do it on day one or two, because by day three, your caloric intake no is energy. like 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes You're sense. Basically, I yeah. mean, Jizz has some calories, but they're not that desperate. Okay. I didn't know. I mean, like body heat keeps you warm. I wasn't sure if that led to any anyone getting freaky in the forest. At least not that we've seen. Okay. Like they all typically have some sort of family at home. So. Yeah. 
She glanced down just once, a polite examination, her eyes shooting up quickly as she realized this man was absolutely a fine specimen. The nude beaches of Lise had given her plenty to compare him to, and in her approximation, he more than measured up in all sorts of wonderful ways. She's like, I like her tool. <laughs> I like the tools you brought. <laughs> That's a big, your big penis. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> Hi, I'm penis. I mean, Danny. <laughs> when she forced herself to return to his face, she was only spared from monumental mortification at the realization that he was giving her a once over as well. His eyes wide as he inhaled sharply. At least she wasn't the only one who liked what they saw. She hoped anyway, or maybe she didn't. She really didn't know how she felt except extremely exposed and shamefully a little turned on. With the way he was also pointedly now keeping his gaze above her chin, she had to smile. Okay, this would be fine. They could absolutely be adults. You were just naked. That was all. They're not afraid yet. <laughs> just naked. <laughs> Hi. She winced at how high her voice was. <laughs> That's the octave we almost had to end the song in. <laughs> Hi. I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. Hi. She winced at how high her voice was, and she tried to smile. I'm Danny. She extended her hand, thinking she was an idiot immediately after, even as his much larger hand took hers. They weren't at a bloody business meeting. John, he said. <laughs> okay. John. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> Big surprise. John, he said, tearing his eyes away from her and to the sacks hanging from the nearby branch. What do you got in those sacks? <laughs> To the sacks hanging off her shoulders. (laughs) These are breasts. Let's compare sacks. (laughs) She was firmly stowing away the sound of his low, deep voice, a distinctive accent giving him away in just one syllable. She would think about his voice later, much later, when he was not awake to see her eyeing him like a piece of meat, a piece of hot, delicious, very well-defined meat. This could turn cannibalism. So hungry. Starving. Hey, Lindsay, um, what do we think? <laughs> do we think they're related in this story? I don't think so. I don't think it's like a secret that they find out later in this story. I think they are just 100% in the AU. They are not. She is not his aunt. Agree. Cosign. Had to say it. Okay. In the song, we talked about consent. I'd like to revise it with also, there is no incest. We really tried our best to confirm that they're not related. Just the Ninja Turtles who are also not related. <laughs> 22. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Naked and afraid now. Unrelated. <laughs> that's, our, that's our magic brush on any story. <laughs> Same tone. Bellatrix and Narcissa, unrelated. <laughs> No problemo. We just like smooth it all over. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, like there's so much fanfic that is Danny and John because it was so hot. Yeah, for so long. And then, spoiler alert, incest, like, ugh, okay. Again. Again. This old bag. The whole show is like branches from the same tree. So (laughs) starting a fire. (laughs) She nodded and reached for their sacks, a bit taken Mm -hmm. aback when he fairly ripped his from her grasp and slung it over his shoulder so that the cloth hit his groin from view. When she frowned, he finally spoke again. Sorry, he said apologetically. It's just weird, you know? (laughs) She visibly frowned. (laughs) 
<laughs> she just like started pouting as soon as she could. <laughs> Show me your balls. <laughs> I want to see your penis. <laughs> Great. This this show already sucks. <laughs> I signed up for naked and afraid, not semi-clothed and afraid. <laughs> it's just weird, you know? I thought it wouldn't be weird, but it's definitely weird being naked in front of a stranger. He smiled at her bashfully, and it was so fucking adorable that she wanted to let out a stupid girlish giggle. She fought the urge, victorious when she managed to snort instead. Yeah, she agreed, relieved that it wasn't just her. It's kind of weird. She slung her own sack. (laughs) So much sack talk already. Grabbing at her thick braid to trail it over her shoulders. Do you think she still has those like immaculate, intricate braids? Of course. Well, then she could just, she could just little mermaid it and have it go over her breasts. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'd wear extensions just to be able to cover my my boobies. <laughs> Lindsay, why are you wearing this Viking wig? Don't ask. <laughs> so hot. That's one of the things I brought. <laughs> one thing is just too long braids and a wig wouldn't breathe. Like the gold helmet with the horns. <laughs> she slung her own sack on, grabbing at her thick braid to trail it over her shoulder, managing a modicum of modesty in that her braid and the strap of the sack mostly covered her breasts. And the sack itself hit her own southern bits from his sharp gray eyes. You can't spell modicum without cum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. This is sexy already. <laughs> he was going to see plenty of her ass, though. No way around that. At least she'd been doing lots of lunges, knowing <laughs> that while the editors blurred out the more scandalous parts, their asses would be on full display. Is that true? They, they have their asses? Can't confirm. It's a full moon party. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Nothing to be done for that. She reached into her bag, shoving those thoughts aside, and pulled out the item she'd brought, grinning as she showed it to him. I brought a fire starter. <laughs> it's like a little mini dragon. Have <laughs> 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 you ever seen one of these? Dracaris. <laughs> <laughs> he grinned at her in, re- in return, uh, clearly relieved. Thank fuck, he breathed out, reaching carefully into his own bag and pulling out a long-bladed weapon, machete. I just pictured that he also pulled out a dragon for some reason, and then they slowly made their little dragons kiss. (laughs) (laughs) He just had a tiny dire wolf. (laughs) Now kiss. He unsnapped the cover, handing it over so she could examine the sharp steel blade. It's Valerian steel. Danny glanced up at him. Excellent so we can kill things and cook them. Off to a good start. She was going high-pitched and chirping again. <laughs> Hope she doesn't sound like a parrot or she's a goner. Now, <laughs> if ch- I know one thing about this show. <laughs> and it's that. They eat Parrots. bird brains. <laughs> <laughs> and she tried to control her voice, but the way he looked when he smiled at her made her feel like she was blushing. She reached down, pulling free the map, and unfolded it between them, gazing at the area displayed and mulling over possibilities. Oh, another question. Sorry, I have so many questions about the show. Do they have to stay like on the move? Are they headed towards something, or do they just camp out for 21 days? They probably spend like the first day or two getting settled, then about 17 days just staying alive, and then the last three days they like move to the pickup spot. Okay, okay. Good. They eventually want to get somewhere, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how far it is, but they, they really are not moving most of the time unless there's like a big rainstorm or mm, bears. Mm. A threat, yeah. John spoke first. His eyes focused on the X scrawled some distance away from where they were now, down the jungle-like forests and steep cliffs, to the seashore to the south. Looks like we'll need to make our way there for extraction. 
Danny spotted a body of water. I love how it's always answered like one sentence later, by the way. (laughs) Danny spotted a body of water on the drawing, not too terribly far from where they were, though it would be a decent hike. She pointed to it, humming in consideration. We could try to make it there before nightfall, see if we can get a shelter put together, maybe score something to drink as well. John glanced up at the sky. It was nearly noon, but if they kept moving, they could definitely get something thrown together by mid-afternoon, at least in Danny's estimation. Sure, he finally said, gesturing for her to fold up the map. It should be mostly downhill too, so we won't have to spend up too much energy. Danny shoved the map into her bag, orienting herself, then gesturing grandly. Lead the way, John. When he didn't move, just stared at her and cocked his head sideways, she shuffled nervously on her feet. What? He gave her a slow half-smile. Are you telling me to go first so that you get to look at my ass instead of me looking at yours? She pressed her lips together tightly so that she wouldn't let out her nervous laugh. John, she said innocently, I would never dream of it. That hadn't even occurred to me until you mentioned it. (laughs) Okay, Danny, he said with a snort and a shrug, let's go. That she contained the gasp that bubbled up when he turned and began to stride away must have been an indication that the gods were on her side after all, because his ass was absolutely glorious, (laughs) a marvel of nature. And she was tempted to ask how he'd managed such firm perfection. But then he glanced back to find her standing absolutely still. Maybe we need to call this buns of Valerian steel. Oh, (laughs) yes. Done. That's great. Done. Done. I can feel you staring at my ass. With a sharp barking (laughs) laugh, he waved her on. Come on, before the sun goes down. Do you think it's because when he turned around, she was just going, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Danny complied, scurrying forward until she was a few feet behind him, rolling her eyes at his back. I wasn't staring. Under her breath, she muttered, it's hard to miss though. I heard that, he replied, clearly (laughs) amused, and pushed aside some low branches as they began their descent. Watch your step. The end of this episode. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, this is great. Okay. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your... Sword? Blade? Your personal survival score. Oh, your PSR. High or low. Your PSR. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. So high is better. High is good. Good. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm definitely at an eight because I mean the premise is hilarious. I love the sexual tension already. I think I'm gonna reserve my nine ten for actual action. So eight is, a, I would say, a very strong rating for this first episode. I love it. I love the characterization. I love that it's these two characters also. I love that I'm learning so much about Naked and Afraid. I, you know, <laughs> I might become a fan. I might go over and hang out with Butch and watch it. <laughs> Seven episodes on a Saturday? Love it. You guys have to watch it. I mean, if Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones, then Naked and Afraid is that for TLC. What's it on? Oh, what is it on? Discovery, I think. I think so. You're the naked and afraid expert. Anyway, <laughs> Linz, what's your rating? Yeah, it is Discovery. It's Discovery. I'm going to go seven. Almost as high there. They're naked. They got cute butts. They're flirting. They're not related. They're going to survive and become a team. I'm into it. I love it. D? Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go seven and a half. I'll go between Ooh, you guys. Split the difference. Where I like it. Um <laughs> Northern Lights 37, I love all of the Naked and Afraid detail. I also love, 
you know, that she would bring a fire starter and just like the little hints that we get of Westeros. And and I'm so excited. I feel like whether or not you know Game of Thrones or watching House of Dragons, you can appreciate two people um, fighting for their lives while swinging their their junk. (laughs) And I think that when this is airing, it'll be two days after House of Dragons came out. So great. This is all this mastermind plan is coming together. And that also has my PSR up. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I had a couple end of episode announcements. Okay. I'm not also pregnant. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> one, if you missed it during the break, speaking of crack fic, if you missed it during the break, we have a new oh. episode up on Patreon. None of us actually can look each other in the eye anymore no. after reading it together. It includes Max Goof, the son of Goofy, um, <sighs> and his best friends, Bobby and PJ. And anyway- Dogs are barking. Things are howling. Why don't we call it a PJ party? Because it was sort of like a slumber sleepover. Yeah. Sexy. A PJ party. It was. A, and it was a PJ uh-huh, party. He was in charge. Yeah. PJ BJ party. Oof. Ooh-hoo-hoo. If you're not a dong, go become a dong. Check that out. Ruin a few things. <laughs> We're going to do Music League for this season. So if you were already in it, I'll re-add you. And if you're not, we'll post all the links to get you back onto this. And so this is your chance to put Allie in her place <laughs> or let her enter motherhood at, with an all-time high ego. So <laughs> Viciously. <laughs> like a savage. And I think that was it. Awesome. That's perfect. And just with regards to the quickie that's up on Patreon, it's a two-parter. So mm-hmm. it's um, double the dose of horrifying hilarity. Two parts, too many. <laughs> two goof, too furious. Too furious. And the sad part for me personally, was that you guys got to hear it one time and walk away. I had to listen to it three times because I had to edit them. So it was uh, it was sad. It was a rough time. It was a rough go. We're sorry and thank you. It's tough. Thank you. The things we do for love. That was a quickie 48. Okay. Well, on that high-low note, great episode, great start, and see you guys next week. Can't wait for next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. See ya. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 